We all love the sight of a bowler running in full throttle and delivering a ball that whizzes past a batsman's defences. Yes, I'm talking about fast bowling. It's a difficult art to master and it's highly demanding on the body. And in today's episode, we're going to know more about it from Aussie quick Aaron Summers. Hello and welcome to another episode of my podcast. I'm your host Shadab Akhtar Rabbani and today I'm joined by Australian fast bowler Aaron Summers who is featured in the top T20 leagues across the world including the Big Bash League and the Pakistan Super League. How are you doing Aaron? Welcome to the podcast. Yes, yeah, so before we start, uh, let me just tell you my first interaction with Aaron was back in 2013. He was trying to sell a bat. It was a grey nickels and I was just trying to purchase it and over the years, I've seen his growth as a cricket player. So, yeah, I just uh, like, I wanted to congratulate you for your career so far. And first, I want to know my first question for you would be, tell me about your early inspirations to take up cricket. Thanks for that. Um, yeah, early, I didn't play cricket till I was, till I was 13. I didn't actually play, you know, proper cricket at a um, so before then, it was just um, backyard cricket and just watching cricket and just playing a little bit with friends at school. So um, it wasn't until yeah, I was 13 that I, that I started playing properly, okay. uh, but I always played backyard cricket and all that. And I guess the inspiration was, obviously, Australia's always been good at cricket and uh, we were very good uh, when I first started playing. Obviously, um, I think Ponting would have been captain during that time um, and just watching Australia every summer and them being so good and the Big Bash starting as well. Right. And um, all that, yeah. Right. So let's talk about fast bowling. Uh, you had a high octane debut, clocking 151 uh, kilometers an hour in your first game for Hobart Hurricanes. You were the quickest in the teams where Simon Mills and Jofra Archer were also playing. How was that feeling? Yeah, it was awesome feeling. Um, I come into that game, you know, very much as an unknown. Uh, no one knew who I was. No one, yeah, no one knew who I was. And it was Ty Mill's first game, and it was obviously Joffre's first game as well. And right. not many people in Australia knew much about Joffre as well. And um, Ty Mill had played for the Heat before and obviously played IPL. Um, so he was a bit more well-known. And um, we knew them two bowled really quick. We, we knew they both bowled 145+. plus, right. um, But we weren't really sure um, how quick I bowled. Um, right. And yeah, Gary, Gary Kirsten, uh, before the game, said, um, who's going to bowl the quickest out of you three? And, um, <laughs> I think I said Ty Mill, and then um, Ty Mill said it would be Joffre because um, obviously Ty Mill put it more in opinion that Joffre can ramp it up. So um, I really wasn't expecting myself to be the quickest. And then unfortunately we lost the game. Um, I didn't bowl too well. Well, I don't think Ty Mill bowled too well. Joffre bowled really well. Um, Right. And yeah, we come back into the change rooms. I had no clue what any of us were bold. And, and Gary Kirsten said um, to me quietly, just said, you, you're the quickest. And um, I was pretty excited because I knew them two both bowl 145 every game. Right. So I knew that right. I would have bowled at least 145. And, you know, when I found out it was 151, um, I was pretty excited. And um, I held the, the record for the, for the quickest bowl for the Big Bash. Um, I think for the tournament, uh, I'm, I may have been beaten one of the last rounds. And from what I believe, it's the fastest ever delivery um, in a t- television uh, debut. So, um, wow, pretty cool. That's amazing. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. 
Right. So how has your experience been playing in the BBL in the Big Bash League for Hobart Hurricanes till now? Yeah, I, I didn't get to I, I only got to play one game and a, a handful of scratch matches. So I haven't really got a big taste of a Big Bash. I've got, I haven't really got to tour and play away games and you know play week in week out. Um, but right. I've, I've been on the list for three years and I got to train with the boys a lot. Um, I right. got to obviously go to all the home games and um, that first year was it was really cool. Obviously with Joffre and Ty Mill being the two overseas players, both being quicks, um, it was awesome to have them there. And you know, to, um, Ty Mill straight away, as soon as he come in, he was really talkative and um, you know it was really helpful with, with with game plans and you know identifying. Uh, players from other teams that he's played against before and you know he was a wealth of knowledge so um, it was good to have them two around and you know, I enjoyed uh, the part I had in Big Bash for the time that I did and hopefully I, right. I can get back to that level and, and play a lot more. Absolutely. So how was the PSL? Uh, how was it different from the BBL experience playing for Karachi Kings? So surprised obviously to get picked up only, only playing one uh, before getting picked up in the PSL as an overseas player. I think I was one of five or one of six Australians. So there's a lot of other Australians obviously that missed out and you know a bit of a bit of an unknown obviously getting picked up there. But the PSL I loved it. I can't, you know, talk highly enough of, of Pakistan and um, how much I enjoyed it and you know um, all the staff and all the players that I interacted yeah. with and, and the owners and it was it was completely different to the Big Bash in terms of I was more involved in it. Um, right. But I have been with the Big Bash. Um, obviously, I got to go to every game and you know train with all the boys and 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 all that. Right. It's just different having having an owner. Yeah. Um, instead of being obviously controlled by you know Cricket Australia or by your state, so to actually have an owner right. um, is a lot different. And um, Salman Iqbal, who we had at um, at Karachi, he was. It was very welcoming and he was awesome the whole time. So, um, yeah, nothing but praise for Pakistan. No, that's great. So, right. Hopefully, hopefully one day I get to I get to play again. Right, absolutely, you will. I'm sure about that. So, Aaron was also uh, you were about to play for Bel- Belfast Titans at the Euro T20 Slam, but that tournament was cancelled. And also, you were part of the IPL uh, auctions this year. So, what are your expectations from IPL in the coming years? Yeah, I was really excited for that Euro League. I reckon it was a really good concept, and um, I've never been over to England or Europe, so I was really looking forward to that. Um, right. I felt like I was I was playing cricket in the off season, and I felt like I was in pretty good form leading up to that. And um, right. you know, the, the squad we had, um, you know, Ian Pont was coaching, and I know he's going to back me. He likes me. He's a fast bowling coach. Um, I was looking forward right. to working with him and. and uh, being in Europe, so that was really disappointing to, to miss out on that tournament because I felt like I would have played a few games. Um, I think it was 10 right. games all up. I felt like I would have played a few of them um, and, and I was really hoping to bowl quick and, and do well. That could have been really a breakthrough tournament for me, so it was pretty disappointing uh, that that didn't go ahead. Hopefully it goes ahead in the future and hopefully I'm, right. I'm asked to be a part of it. Right. In terms of the IPL auctions, um, I've been in, I think, three of them or two of them. So since I've played for the Hurricanes, I've been in every single one of them. Um, oh. Unfortunately, I haven't been picked up. Um, I've had a little bit of interest from a few sides, but um, the, the feedback that comes back most of the time is um, they haven't seen enough of me. Uh, they love my skills. 
and all that. Um, there's a bit、right. too much of a risk I feel for them, but you know, in the future,、um, I, I could play a bit more cricket. Of course, of course.、Uh, so, yeah, tell me about your list A career with Tasmania. You've played a few games, and how, how is that playing, playing there? And you're from、uh, Perth, Western Australia, and how, how do you play for Tasmania? Like, how is that?、Could、yeah, so,、um, that? Yeah. yeah, I think I played, yeah, I played three list A games for Tasmania.、Um, not last season, I think it was the season before.、Um, I was contracted、yeah. for Cricket Tasmania for two seasons.、Uh, As a、okay. rookie, and I was lucky enough to, to play three games as a rookie.、Um, didn't do too well.、Um, I, I feel like I was a touch unlucky. And then the, the third game I played was out of the three I did play.、Um, we played on a small ground.、Um, I just, my, my lengths were too, too short and、um, get over the short boundary, and, and, and we lost. And we had a really bad game. We actually got flogged.、Um, And there w a s other people that were coming to the side, and you know, unfortunately, I hadn't done too well up to that date.、Uh, they stuck with me until that third game, and well, so、uh, fortunately, I had to go out. and The person that came back in、um, did well, and I didn't get another go. So,、um, obviously, you have to take your chances when it does、right. present.、Um, but you know, I'm pretty thankful for the. The first place to obviously get picked in the side for the first game of the season. So,、um, hopefully, I get back to that level again. I do like playing, yeah,、right. I like playing T20 cricket, I like playing four day cricket. So,、um, I'm hoping to, to get back to that level. And in terms of being contracted in Tasmania as, as a Western Australian, yeah,、um, yeah. I, I wasn't offered a contract in West Australia and I was off. without ever playing there. So,、uh, I would have been silly not to have taken it. and It was a good opportunity to, to go over to Tasmania and、um, be part of a professional environment and get the chance to, to you know, better and, and, and be a professional cricketer.、So、thankful for the opportunity at Cricket Tasmania and, as I said, hopefully I back to that level again. Of course. Yeah, that's great. So, how do you see your career moving forward from here? Yeah. Obviously, it's a bit uncertain at the moment with obviously this virus and all that. I was meant to play for a Bharat Nagar in the Nepalese league as well.、Um, I, signed, yeah. I signed there, and that was the first tournament to, to get cancelled because of coronavirus. So、uh, that was unfortunate. That would have been another good opportunity.、Um, I had that, and obviously the Euro both get cancelled a part of.、Right. And、um, also, I was meant to play in the T10 as well,、um, but I had to pull out for that. Cricket because I was、uh, prioritized to play, play first class.、Cricket. Right. So、um, I had to, to pull out of that. I think that would have been for Lahore. So、um, I guess from here,、um, season,、um, I don't have any contracts set in place right now.、Um, I got nothing for the Big Bash. I got nothing for state cricket, domestic cricket in the So, and I have no T20 leagues around the world、um, that I signed up with yet. I, I guess I have to hopefully get here in Australia and you know, push my case elsewhere around the world and, and definitely here in Australia and, and try to get to where I want to be. And... Right, yeah, of course, you will.、Uh, good luck with that. So, your biggest takeaways from your career so far?、Uh, my biggest takeaway so far is.、Um, 
just move really quick and um, when you do get given the opportunity you know it might only be there for for a game or it might only be there you know you have to really take your your opportunity so when you do get it um, regardless of if you're in form or if you're not in have to you have to try to take it you have to you have to play your role in the side and and make sure you get selected uh, for games and games on end because I've found out very quickly that um, you might potentially only get one 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 chance and that's what I've got right. a big bash level I only got one chance you know I bowled really quick bowled quicker than anyone has on debut and in uh, another game right so uh, nothing's guaranteed in cricket and if you get the opportunity, you, you have to take it because you never know when it's going to, you know, two, three, right. two, three years and I haven't got another opportunity. So, and go really quick. So, yeah. Right. So, moment. how are you keeping up with the game? Right. Yeah. So in, you were saying I something. I said enjoy the moment. Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> right. So, how are you keeping up with the game right now with the whole virus and the lockdown? How, how is it? Yeah. It's, I'm back home in Perth. Um, it's the first yeah. time I've got to come back here for more than a month in the last five years because um, I've lived right. in Tasmania, I've lived in, in Darwin, um, I've lived in Adelaide, so I haven't right. been able to stay here longer than a month. So I've, I think I've been here for months now since the virus started. So um, yeah, and this is the first time I haven't played cricket as well because I've played. I think nine seasons back to back. I've played winter, summer, winter, summer, winter, summer, winter, summer for nine seasons or ten seasons. Right. So. Um, Interesting. Yeah. It'll be a good opportunity just to, to really have a forced rest. So, you know, rest the body, rest right. the bones, rest, rest, right. and hopefully, you know, get back into it and get ready, obviously, for the season to start. And hopefully that refreshes me for a, for a few more years. And that, oh, hopefully I'm... Um, of course. I'm, you know, fit and ready to go for a couple of years and, you know, I don't have any breakdowns. So ho- hopefully we'll find out in the future if this, if this rest is beneficial. <laughs> of not, course. I've taken so far. Of course. Right. So I'm just curious about something. I want you to know the impact of big money splashing T20 leagues on first class cricket. Yeah. Uh, from you as a cricketer. Yeah. Oh, depends where you live, I guess. Um, I know in a the money for domestic cricket to play first class cricket and to play one day cricket in Australia is is, is good. I reckon it'll be up there with anywhere in the world. So um, I know a lot of people in Australia their priorities are still to play cricket, play four day cricket for their states and obviously to hopefully hey. uh, represent Australia in test cricket in the future. And um, so there's a lot that there's a lot of people that hasn't really changed anything. Um, there's only the right. uh, couple of people or a handful of people and, and some, some of the younger people um, that have grown up the era of T20 cricket and their games are suited to T20 cricket. So there's a few right. people that, that play exclusively or start out their careers in white ball cricket and, and that's where it takes them. So um, I guess it's, it's, it's what your game, um, how you play the game um, determines... You know, if you're going to play T20 cricket around the world, or, or if you play, you know, Shield cricket um, for your state. But I do feel like a lot of a lot of players still prioritise um, the game, and and I think it's important because if you can play a four-day cricket, uh, you're going to have, you definitely yeah. have a longer career and, and a more 
you know, a more solid career than, than if you're going around playing T20s. You, you never know when the next tournament's going to come up where if, if you're playing state cricket, um, or you, right. you're going to be in the game for longer. Right, of course, of course. So how difficult is it uh, being a fast bowler? Because what I hear is you need a lot of fitness. So I used to be a spin bowling yeah. all-rounder. I stopped playing now. So how difficult is it to be a fast bowler and then clocking 150? And I've heard that your target is 160 kilometers an hour. So uh, tell me about that. Tell me about fast bowling. Yeah, it's it's, di- it's a totally different skill to to the rest of the skills. Oh, it's it's all it's all I know. So. I haven't played a game as as a spin bowler or you know a game as as a batsman, but um, I know that it's really demanding on the body, and I, I can't I can't yeah. on the behalf of medium medium paces either because um, you know I, I don't really um, know if it takes as much on, on the body or not, but I know that being at my quickest, um, you know when I'm bowling yeah. upwards of 145, um, even you know, yeah. small spells. It does take it out of you. Um, not just like cardio, but just your body. Like you feel, you feel yeah. a lot more. Um, like little pains in your neck and you know in your back and in your arm, and your shoulders, because it just takes it so much out of you. Because you're, you're putting in maximal effort every time. So um, yeah, it, it's it's pretty hard in your body. And you know, you wake up in the morning and uh, you know when I'm bowling at my quickest. Um, I'll know about I'll, I'll yeah. know about it the next day because I have a bit of whiplash in my neck um, if, if I've bowled quick <laughs> and, and if I haven't you know I don't feel as bad so um, it is hard because in order to bowl quick as well you, you can't just decide to bowl quick you have to bowl quick in training as well um, or else lose your right. pace so it, it is pretty tough and there's lots of periods in the season where where you're very sore so uh, yeah it is tough uh, interesting. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I I guessed it was tough because I wanted to know it from you because you know you have been there, you've been playing. So, uh, would you like to share some important tips for the youngsters who are listening to this, as a cricketer or as a fast bowler in general, from your experience so far? Yeah, as a as a cricketer, um, I think it's pretty important to really really know your game. Um, you see lots of older players, unfortunately, towards the back of their careers. They, they finally kind of find out um, what their niche is and, and, and what they're good at. And um, normally it's right. too late. As I said, it, it's towards the back of their career. So you do see a lot of batsmen that, you know, they pass 30 years of age and they're finally coming and they know their game. They, they might know that they can't cut the ball. Um, so they just don't play the cut shot. <laughs> and it, it, it limits it limit, hey. um, a mode of dismissal. And you just see that they become that much better towards the back of the end of their career. Um, just finding out, you know, what your what your skills are, what you're good at, and and you know, really sticking to that, it definitely is a. And then, you know, as as a fast bowler, probably as a fast bowler, I'd say just a really good athlete. So don't worry about obviously going to the gym and and looking big and strong because there hasn't really been yeah. of you know big strong blokes sort of bold quick there definitely has been you know you look at who's yeah yeah he's not very he's not very tall and he's he's very very strong yeah um and that works for him but um most often than not it's usually uh the slimmer guys that 
are really fast runners and really good runners and really fit. Um, yeah. The ones that are, are usually better fast bowlers. So, you know, being a good sprinter, being a good athlete, uh, that's really important in, in being a fast bowler. Right. Interesting. Uh, so, yeah, that's it for this chat. Aaron, thank you so much for your time. Uh, we gained a lot from your experiences and I hope my listeners can benefit from it. So thank you so much for your Welcome time. Anytime. Thank you for listening to my podcast. On whichever platform you're listening to, do subscribe to the podcast for more conversations like this. Hope you benefit from it and do share your feedbacks on my Instagram at the rate Shadab A. Rabbani.